Up next on NHL Fantasy on Ice, Rob and Pete try to break the Thursday slate. They toss around replacement options for Rantanen and hand out winners with their best bets. Ring it. What's up, everybody? Pete and Rob here with you on this Thursday morning, checking back in on the fantasy landscape. October 24th, another double-digit game night, Robbie, and some big news to get to on this ranting in front. Major news, major slate. Let's break the slate. But before we do, Miko Rantanen officially out week to week. We all saw the injury. Pretty gruesome. Yep. Initial thoughts, Pete. Who are you going in-house? So I already picked up Andre Burakovsky in one of my leagues. My thought process is that he is either going to get top line and or first power play. As the looks of it right now, it looks like power play one is likely. He has good chemistry that I think the Avalanche don't want to disrupt with Nazem Kadri on the second line. And then on the first line, it looks like Yunus Donskoy is going to get the first crack at McKinnon and Landeskog. I like Donskoy in DFS. Again, for season long, I would just look out of house. I would look at guys mm-hmm. like Nick Schmoltz if he's available in your league I'd look at uh, Nemestikov with Ottawa if he's available I just want a guy that's guaranteed to be playing 18 19 20 minutes a night because we've all seen with Burakovsky in the past if he cracks above 15 16 minutes it's really uh, praise the high heavens for that and there's a couple other notes I wanted to get to for outside replacements. So I mentioned Konechny on the other show. Cody Glass, who's playing third line right wing and first power play for Vegas. He actually just got it right wing added to his profile in Yahoo, which is maybe makes him a little more attractive to you. There's also Marcus Johansson, who continues to play well every single week. Uh, if you're looking for a left wing slash center. And then there are three Leaf secondary forwards. I actually picked up Kerfoot in one of my leagues, but there's Kapanen, Andreas Janssen, and Kerfoot. Do you like one of the three uh, more than the others? Well, that's going back to what I just said about Nemestikov and Schmaltz. Like, those are the guys for their team. I mean, these guys are pick, pick one miss, and, and yeah. throw a dart, and if maybe it's a bullseye one night, and then the next night it's not, right? So yep. that that's my only situation. And again, I love watching Kapanen play. Kerfoot's a great player, don't get me wrong. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that it's too inconsistent for me on a night-to-night basis. Uh, now, Yunus Donskoy, up to his value. So he was with the Sharks for pretty much his whole career before this year. Had a really nice stretch when he was playing in the top six last year. Had eight goals in seven games uh, in that late December, early January stretch. Also has two multi-point games already. So I know you mentioned for DFS, but are you giving him a sniff in season-long leagues if you're in a really deep format? Only yes if I'm in a super deep format absolutely Pete mm-hmm. but I think just again to, to kind of not to be at a dead horse here but I really want the guy that's going to be in that spot when when everyone's healthy you know I mean as soon as Ranton is back what if the week to week is almost more vague than day to day in today's NHL yeah. it's like is it a month or is it literally one week where maybe a team only plays two games right and it then it only be two weeks exactly so and it's not not that big exactly so I, w- I would even look at the schedule too and and let's say they have like three favorable matchups sure you know get them in your lineup but if not I, I would pass on the waiver wire. I, I would try to get either a better position player, like a defenseman, mm-hmm. or a, a wing, a center that I know is going to be there regardless of if anyone's out or in the lineup. So back to Donskoy's former team, San Jose Sharks, as we look at this 10-game slate, they visit the Canadians. Is there any pulse on this 
game. I mean, the Sharks right now are at the very bottom of the Pacific Division. We think they have bounce back appeal, but do you like the Habs here? I like the over, which is five okay. and a half. That's a slam dunk pick tonight. Again, Martin Jones, it's it's a sad state there for fantasy. Season-long owners, I legitimately would say probably drop this guy. Again, you're going to get probably 30 wins from him, but his peripherals are so bad now for two straight seasons in a row that if you're in a week-to-week head-to-head matchup and your goals against and save percentage and you have Martin Jones, forget it. I mean, there's no way you can win your goalie categories unless it's by wins, but the other two, two outweighs one. So you're going to lose two categories and win one. It doesn't make any sense. Drop the guy. It's weird, though, like when the the moment was there and the urgency was there for Jones. He played a lot better in the playoffs, but these regular season games, it's just tough to get a pulse on him. He has not looked good uh, in any of the peripherals, even in wins this year. The Sharks only have three wins, and I believe Dell had one of them. So that's not a good look for uh, Jones, <laughs> who's been a 30-35 win guy, almost bank on it year to year, but he might not get there this year. Um, in terms of uh, Martin Jones and who you should drop him for, I think when we looked at our goalie rankings this week and he moved down to number 24, so he's on the verge of dropping out entirely. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have any combination of the Coyotes or the Islanders goaltenders, even Ranta? 100%. And I don't care if I, let's say it's Thomas Grice, for Mm -hmm. example, who's played really well this season, but hasn't started much. I would rather have one start a week from Thomas Grice and be guaranteed a 915 save percentage or above, and maybe only two goals against. Then I would a Martin Jones, who on a week-to-week basis, you're probably looking at 10 to 12, 13, 14 goals against. It, you just cannot play that player in fantasy. If you have Jones as like your number two or number three, no. it's just not working right now. I mean, if you have like two good goalies over Martin Jones, like I do in one of my league, I would consider dropping him for any number of those guys. Samsonov, mm-hmm. Peter Morazic. Antti Ranta, who actually has like a 926 save percentage this year. And Kemper has been amazing as well. So that's got to be the top tandem in the NHL. I think we predicted it too in the offseason. 100%. Let's hope that keeps up. And tonight, Arizona has a matchup against the New York Islanders, which I would take the under in that game. I think I'm not alone Mm -hmm. for feeling that way. Is there anybody in your lineup on either side of this game tonight? I would go... I think the value, the value of the goaltender who starts for each team, you're going to return value. Are you going to go on this slate and look at the slam dunk of the night? Uh, the obvious pick, like I'm going to roster Pekka Rinne just because I think he's going to get the win against the Minnesota Wild at home. But if you're going to go a little more contrarian, hope that maybe uh, the Coyotes or Islanders goalie stops, uh, you know, 29 of 30 in a win and get you 15 points in DFS FanDuel, I think that's a good strategy. So I wouldn't shy away from the goaltending here. The only player I would consider offensively in this game is Oliver ekman Larson because he's covering block shots. He's doing shots on goal almost three per game over his past five, and he's got four points in his past five games. So you're starting to see that revival of his offense and his category coverage. It's funny. I have a defenseman in this game too. I have Ryan Pulak for the New York Islanders literally for the exact same reasons you just mentioned with blocks and shots and that's a player coming in at such a low price point that you can spend up in every other area 
And the last thing I'll say about Pulak is that Barry Trotz loves this player. He's going to play him around 20 to 21 minutes per night. That's all I need for a $3,900 defenseman to feel secure about it. Does Clayton Keller end the gold drought tonight, or is it on hold for another game? Well, I just wouldn't roster a Coyotes forward or yeah. an Islanders forward in this game simply because I think it might be like a 2-1, mm-hmm. maybe like a even 1-1 one one in OT finish type of game. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get value from a forward in that scenario. So I hope Keller ends his gold drought. I've got him in almost every season-long league I play in. So for my own bias, yes, please end the drought tonight. But for DFS, I'm going elsewhere. Nice. So a game I'm actually going to be going to tonight, Sabres at Rangers. Sabres are 8-1-1. One, and one. I'm excited about this matchup. Uh, Jack Eichel is in my lineup. He's been on another level right now. Uh, the game against the Sharks the other day, he factored into all four goals for Buffalo. Uh, is he a lineup lock every single night, or are you looking towards the Rangers for some bounce back appeal? I like the Rangers tonight. I also like the over in this game, too. I'm going to throw that out as my last over under on the night. I have two players from the Rags in this game. I have Capo Caco for $4,900. Great price point under $5,000 for a player who's now been elevated to the top line with Mika Zibanejad. And speaking of Mika, I have him in the lineup too. Nice little Rangers stack tonight. Nice. Uh, Mika let me down last week, so Mm -hmm. I'm not spending up for the Rangers until I see uh, some better fortune, some more offense. They've been pretty stagnant for the past four or five games offensively, but that's a big storyline, right? Kako was in our DFX pick story on NHL.com slash fantasy for today after being elevated. Uh, for Artemi Panarin, he has lesser line mates now. He has Pavel Buchnevich and Ryan Strom, who I still can't believe is in an NHL top six, but that's where the Rangers stand. I can't even believe we just said those names on the podcast today, honestly. <laughs> um, but for Kako in season-long leagues, check your waiver wire, sort by percent owned, and he probably will be available. A lot of people cut the core with him early. That is a mistake. you got to give this guy a shot in the top line. He's got it tonight. So season-long owners, too, get in on this trend. If it sticks, you're going to get a big ROI. I could see the Rangers pulling the upset in this game. I'm not going to call them my best bet, but there's a little uh, letdown maybe ahead for the Sabres at some point, especially with the game being on the road. They've... uh, Right, They just went to the West Coast. There's been a lot of travel for them. I could see them getting tripped up by the Rangers uh, who have been... uh, They need to turn it around. I think David Quinn probably knows it. He's throwing the lines in a blender again. Another trap game tonight is Carolina at Columbus. I like Columbus in that game. I like Seth Jones in that game. And I like Cam Atkinson in that game. Very solid price points for both of those players. Carolina has had five days off. They haven't played since last Friday. So look at maybe them to work off some cobwebs and Columbus... to take full advantage. Columbus has been sneaking up on teams all year long. We've found ourselves picking players against them on paper, and then they end up either pulling the upset or giving them a competitive game. So, yeah, Columbus, uh, I like Pierre-Luc Dubois, top-line center for only $5,000 in FanDuel. Boys, I agree. Columbus, trap game, Mm -hmm. perfect description of this contest. Blue Jackets tonight. And a buy-low trade target in season-long leagues has to be Cam Atkinson right now. The guy has a crazy, ridiculous shot volume. Goals haven't been going in, but it just takes that one, as we always say. I don't want to spoil any surprises, but speaking of Cam Atkinson, I know there's been some chirping back and forth between you boys and him. (laughs) The request has been made, and hopefully, possibly, Cam Atkinson making an appearance on this program 
in the near future. Stand by for the deets. That would be awesome. We're we're excited. Yeah, elite goal scorer Cam Atkinson, as I think I called him on Twitter that one time uh, not too long ago, and he threw me a like. So uh, we've had some good chemistry with him on Twitter, on the Twitter waves, but we'd love to have him on the air here. And I'm a proud Cam Atkinson owner in my season-long league, so even better if he scores tonight and if we get him on the show sometime soon. So in the top 100 forward ranking, speaking of Atkinson, right now he's still slotted, which I think speaks a lot to what we've seen from him over the past few years, and especially even this year with the shot volume. I mean, we have him ranked ahead of, like, Kako, ahead of Hughes, ahead of even Olofsson. I mean, what is your th- what are your thoughts on that? Who would you rather have, like the safe bet in Atkinson or the upside rookies? Uh, the safe bet, for sure. I mean, he's a volume shooter. He scores, so uh, easily Cam Atkinson. Nice. So, all right, Hurricanes uh, going to be in some trouble here against the Jackets, we think. Uh, so Kings at Blues. Uh, these uh, The Kings are actually 4-5 and five on the season. They're sneaky competitive as well. I do like the Blues in this game. I have Jaden Schwartz. I picked him up actually as a replacement uh, for someone on my roster. I think I was considering Burakovsky, and then I picked up Jaden Schwartz, who's on a five-game point streak right now. That's a safe bet. That's one that I really like and I would feel good about. Other than the injury concerns the player has, he's going to get you points. Oh, you know who it was for? It was for Gusev because mm-hmm. the Devils That's... only have one game this week, and he's been playing on the third or fourth line. So, yeah, give me Jaden Schwartz, top line, left wing with uh, Braden Shen and Tarasenko. Uh, these lines, I'm, I'm, my head is spinning, man. There's just <laughs> so – I say I don't even care about lines anymore. Jordan Bennington is my goalie tonight, $7,900 versus the Kings. Kings are a heavy shot volume team, so hopefully that pays off for DFS owners of Bennington. Yeah, that would be really good. Uh, I know you have Braden Shen in one of your leagues, and mm-hmm. I was talking about Schwartz, how I like him, at least in the short term. But Braden Shen, would you sell high – on him in season-long formats. I think you were working some of the trade uh, packages <laughs> yesterday. Well, I was trying to make a trade with Davey. I mean, just to kind of give a little juice in my midweek sort of slump mentally. But, <laughs> you know, we couldn't get a deal done, and I'm kind of glad because Brain Shen is covering every category in fantasy, and I think just generally hockey-wise, he's one of the most underrated players in the game. And Davey Boy is like Bill Belichick. If he's going to give up a player, beware, because Davey, that mind works in mysterious ways. I compare him to old Billy Belichick with the Patriots. It's so true. And honestly, I feel like I was trying to orchestrate one of those deals where I was getting a type Garoppolo or a Jacoby Brissett who was formerly with the Patriots. I was looking for that, but Davey wasn't having it. Well... Braden Shen has a lot riding on his hot start. He has a con- he's in a contract year, right? He's got nine points in nine games. He brings hits, brings shots, top line placement, power play one. So there's a lot to still like about Shen if you're not willing to ship him off. So wild at Predators. Uh, Devin Dubnik goes down with an injury. That's not good news for a team that has only won a couple of games so far, right? Well, they scared me with that Edmonton win. So, you know, not, I can't believe that happened. I can't either. I mean, Nashville should definitely win this game, but I, I'm just call me call me scared. Whatever you want to say, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, I'm scared of the Wild. I'll give Davy Boy some credit. I'll pat myself on the back, guys. We've all learned when the line is peculiar, like it was in that Edmonton-Minnesota game, mm-hmm. we looked at it, Minnesota as a favorite in that game. Again, when it smells like fish, you mm-hmm. got to look at it and say, well, someone knows something and give me the wild that night, and it worked out. Make what the- about tonight at Nashville? No dice? I don't love that one. No, I'd stay away from that one. Hmm. What about make the case for Pecorino tonight? 
5-0-1, uh, continues year after year to stave off UC Soros. Uh, he's made some strong pushes. I don't think it's coming this year either. I mean, I think Pecorine is a near lock at home, especially against an inferior opponent. I like the way that Nashville's offense continues to click, even without Philip Forsberg. Turris has points in four straight games now. We don't know if Forsberg's going to play, but either way, they've maintained that best goals per game average in the entire NHL with now Forsberg out for three games. And Pekka has the best even strength save percentage in the NHL, too. So there, there's a little bit more of a case, too. Philadelphia-Chicago rematch of the European game from the first game of the season between those two clubs. You know what, Pete? In this one, both sides can erupt offensively any night. Does that make you more inclined to pick them in DFS or less inclined? I actually am going heavy on the Flyers here. I think the Blackhawks have some appeal as well. I picked Kirby Doc the other day. He scored his first goal playing with Kane and Strom. So he's another one. He's very cheap. Uh, I would take the over in this game. It is one of my locks of the night. Uh, not necessarily the winner because I don't know who's going to win it, but I will take the over here. Is there any concern uh, if you're a Carter Hart owner, Brian Elliott getting the start, I guess, because he had a good start against the Vegas Golden Knights. They give him another one. Mm -hmm. If you're a Carter Hart owner, are you a little concerned that Elliott's getting the nod? A hundred percent. I mean, this is we're talking about a Philadelphia goaltender here. And stop me if you've heard that before. We're talking about Philly goalies every year for the wrong reasons. So, of course, I'm concerned. And if I have Carter Hart right now, am I trying to trade him? You bet. I was all day yesterday, and I couldn't find a suitor. I'm the opposite. I'm hanging on to Carter Hart. I knew that Brian Elliott was going to get playing time because when we looked at Davey's story in the offseason, who has the most back-to-backs, it was Philly. So you knew that uh, the back-to-backs, they'd be gifting some starts to Elliott, even if he wasn't playing well. But he has been playing well. I think that's good for the state of the team. That team needs to find consistency, and I would still invest in Carter Hart as a guy that starts you know, maybe twice a week and gets you quality peripherals. I think over the course of the year, he'll get you there. He'll get you to that 920 save percentage when it's all all said and done I like that and and honestly too with Carter Hart he has some of the most upside of any goalie in fantasy among the top 20 that's really so true I, I don't I don't think you can get rid of a player like that just because we haven't seen it with him yet and when we do see it you're going to cash in on that. That's an old flip-flop from Robbie. Petey did a good job convincing <laughs> Robbie there. You know what? Hold on Carter Hart. I think so. Just just solely because of his age and with young goalies, I mean, it, it can take these guys a while to get going. And coaches, especially early in the season, when games are a little bit wide open still, there's a lot of turnovers, there's a lot of bad 2-1-1s the other way. I think you got to give Carter Hart the rest he deserves and then get back in on this guy in November. Definitely got to know when to hold him, right? So I think Chicago has a lot of urgency here. That's why I think they're going to score, you know, two, three, four goals themselves. They're in the final game of a seven-game homestand. They're only 2-2-2 two, two, and two so far. So the Blackhawks uh, have the urgency here. I mentioned I'm stacking Flyers. I'm stacking their top line. Both 0-4 guys, 0 for 35 James Van Riemsdyk on the season, leads the NHL in shots on goal per game, and his line mate Claude Drew, who's 0 for 24. I wouldn't be surprised if they both got you a goal, and that's the type of against-the-grain stuff that could win you a contest. It's hard not to have Travis Konechny in the lineup for the Flyers either. That guy's <laughs> been on fire lately. Anaheim versus Dallas tonight. Dallas is in need of a statement game, and what a better way to make a statement than to beat the Anaheim Ducks, who have been playing very quality hockey. Yeah, the Ducks kind of got uh, went off the rails a little bit the other day at Nashville, but uh, they're in a good spot to win a low-scoring game here. I don't have a strong sense either way. I am rostering 
John Klingberg, just for that hope of that eventual bounce back game from the Dallas Stars top defenseman. So spend moderate, moderate price for him. I think he's around $5,000 and uh, take your chances there at home against Anaheim. One other storyline. I was considering putting Corey Perry in my lineup, but I just couldn't do it because the Dallas Lions are totally in flux. But he has been seeing some top-line placement, and he had a three-point game the other day, first game against his longtime Ducks teammates. Good player if you need to round out your lineup. I love those like $4,200 price point guys. That's his that price, If yeah. you've got that available, put him in the lineup. Before we uh, get to the where I know we're going next, Capitals, Oilers, Capitals on the road. They're coming off the Flames victory the other night. I wanted to talk a little bit about John Carlson. Number one, forgive me for my ignorance, where did he go in most drafts? And number two, is this a sell-high scenario? Or to me, I think he keeps it rolling throughout the season. He went on average in the third round. We did a lot of mock drafts where we got Remember, we were doing the Eric Carlson, John Carlson stack. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, we did Ovechkin in the first round and Carlson in the third round. You could easily have gotten him in the third round. I think I have him in one of my leagues. He has been my MVP so far. Mm-hmm. And his his pace this year is incredible. And yeah. he's not going to have, he's on pace for 111 assists. He's not going to get that. I'll tell Bob that right now. <laughs> but it, it, besides that, though, he could have 40 power play points this season, which wouldn't be out of the question. For that team, Washington, last year on the power play, they were only 12th best. And John Carlson led the team with 33 power play points. If that's a top five unit this year, John Carlson's going to have 40 power play points and he might be sitting atop the NHL in that category come season end. And he's going to have another one or two against the Oilers. Oilers haven't scored a goal in the past two games combined, which is concerning after their hot start. I don't think there's any way the Capitals lose this game. They're they're healthy. He's thriving. Oshie's been a beast. I have him in one of my leagues. I played him in DFS the other day. I mean, this lineup is loaded. Uh, I like them from every standpoint imaginable against the Oilers. So they're one of my locks of the night, even though they're on the road. Best road team in the NHL right now, Washington Capitals. Here's a question I'll throw out to you guys. Are we concerned now about the Edmonton top line where they've gone two games without a point? Uh, Not overly concerned, but uh, it would make you feel a lot better if they got if they combined on a point or two against the uh, loaded caps but you got to start monitoring that because that's one of the teams that's bound for regression hey we had our friend mike kelly from the pointhockey.com on with dan rosen nhl at the rink check out the podcast mm-hmm. if you haven't already and he said edmonton's quick start was fool's gold i mean completely capitalizing on power play goals and whatnot i think it was a little bit fool's gold and again if that top line isn't going the team's not winning well that's my concern right is like mm-hmm. does dave Tippett break leon Drysaddle and connor mcdavid up which would be disastrous for dry saddle owners and be bad for mcdavid owners i mean not that they're not standalone players they are but for sure but those two guys together is another level and as a mcdavid owner I'm a, it's a storyline I'm watching. I'm not overly concerned about, but it's certainly something. Keep tabs on this the next couple of weeks and hope that Dave Tippett keeps those guys together. Where do you stand on Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Because I know he's getting really close to James Neal in the rankings. Neal, of course, is doing a lot of damage on the power play, and they're playing together a lot at even strength. Who do you like more out of Neal versus RNH for I the like rest of the season? I like for sure. I uh-huh. mean, he's, he's a player I love to get usually in like the eighth or ninth round of drafts if he's available. And when he is, he always returns. I mean, he's going to be 65 points-ish. He's got a multi-point potential any given night. So that's a player I feel much safer about than James Neal. But, you know, hey, James Neal sticks on that top power play. He's definitely going to get double-digit power play goals this season. The only thing I'll say about the Capitals, Pete mentioned it, best road team, but it is a tough task to get two wins from Calgary and then travel to Edmonton. 
Capitals are favored in the game, as they should be, but it will not be easy to win this game tonight. True. Very difficult road trip there in Western Canada. Now, speaking of that, Calgary, they play and host the Florida Panthers this evening. You know who's due for a goal? Sean Monahan. He's $7,000 tonight, hasn't scored in the past few games. I know it doesn't scream value, but it's my gut talking. I like it. I, I would probably be more likely to roster Alexander Barkov. I know I picked the Panthers as lock of the night last uh, show, and they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins at home like they should have. Uh, Barkov didn't score two goals, but he did have two assists, so he returned some nice value. But 0 for 18 so far on the season uh, through nine or ten games for Barkey. I think he eventually gets on the board probably in this game. And Panthers very quietly are on a six-game point streak, so they're starting to uh, – upend that early season struggle they're heating up and we're heating up too so let's run down through our lineups i'll start with my center tonight sean monahan seven thousand dollars my wing capo caco d seth jones and goalie jordan binnington okay well i like it i like caco i have him as well for 4900 jack eichel spend up for him at the garden he'll be the best player on the ice in that game 8400 pierre luc dubois 5000 Giroux and jvr stack uh that Averages out to about $6,500 each, so I really like that. Andre Kasha, cheap, top uh, six exposure with a high shot volume. I think he's due for a goal. Klingberg, Truba, Pekka. That's my uh, nine man. You're giving unit. all these picks away for free, Pete. Meanwhile, I'm charging. <laughs> I'm making a little side cash on this one. Hustle. Yeah, I see. Robbie's got a little side cash. He's charging for these <laughs> picks. Those are the DFS picks. We'll go uh, take a look at the big board for your best bets of the night. I'll give you mine when you guys are done, but Petey, we'll start with you. And reminder to join the FanDuel Fantasy on Ice leaderboard contest uh, on FanDuel. So we'll be in it tonight along with Davey. The locks of the night. I like the over, like I said, in the Philly-Chicago game, the rematch of the Prague-Czech Republic uh, matchup from opening night. The one thing with that is I thought the Vegas-Chicago game was going over. I thought it was a no-brainer, and it Uh didn't go over. I look at this one, I would think it goes over, but I'm a little cautious after what I saw with Vegas-Chicago the other night. Robbie? Yeah, I'm not going near that game. Those teams are just so baffling to me early in the season here. They're both a little sluggish. Some nights they play, other nights they take off. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give three over-unders again to recap my picks. I've got the over in the San Jose-Montreal game. I've got the under in the Arizona Islanders game. And I've got the over in the Buffalo Rangers game. And I think an against-the-grain pick of the night maybe for me is Rangers over Buffalo at the Garden. I assume they're home dogs against 8-1-1 Sabres. They are home dogs, slight home dogs. So there's your against-the-grain pick. My against-the-grain pick, we mentioned it earlier, I think Columbus uh, against Carolina. I'll take the Mm -hmm. Blue Jackets at home. And then Nashville, we talked about a little bit. They're big favorites, minus 175 over the Minnesota Wild. I'll take Nashville on the puck line minus one and a half at a nice value of plus 150 so those are mine well those are the picks for this evening hit us up on Twitter if you need any more at NHL Reese at NHL Jensen and for our producer at air checked and reminder to check out the other podcasts in the podcast network at the rink with Dan Rosen Sean Rourke executive suite and draft class with Kimmelman and Mike Morial. listeners please my job is on the line please (laughs) 
please click play. It would mean so much to me. And I don't want to be a pigeon eating bird seed on the sidewalk. I want to be able to enjoy life. So please keep me employed. Click play. And we're up to 145 reviews for our own podcast here. So only five away from 150. Let's get it today. Last I checked, uh, we were being called the flagship. So yeah, flagship. Get us to 150 by the end of the show. Uh, we would really appreciate that. So for Bender, Reese, Pete Jensen, we'll talk to you again on Friday here on NHL Fantasy on Ice.